Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Aaron Rodgers. Why do I just get the feeling like he's right where he wants to be right now? The center of attention of the sports world. Right there. Everyone leading every show. You got to talk Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. What's he going to do? What do you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, yeah, he's cleansing. Nothing. He's so hot right now, man. Yeah, he's Hansel. He's Hansel. So hot right now. (laughs) I love that you got that (laughs) reference. I love it. Yeah, he's a um, interesting individual. He's very Northern California, as I like to call it. He's chill, mountains, kind of just, you know, everything is laid back, candles going, incense, you know. Yeah, a lot of ginger. But I imagine if you're on a cleanse and you're not getting enough calories and stuff, maybe that'll do it to you. Incense, incense, candles, clear. Key, you've been on a cleanse. Do you feel low energy? No, no. I feel relaxed when I come out of it. There's no question about it. Um, You feel relaxed, but I'm a natural hype person anyway. So I ain't gonna give you the whole fake Hollywood. Well, you know. Things are just no. I'm not. I'm gonna be who I am. I'm not gonna all of a sudden act like I'm an actor sitting around talking about uh, what I did in terms of cleansing and what I put into my body. And you know, it started way back in 1862. And I, I'm not getting ready to do all that. I'm just hey, I went and got a cleanse. My body feels good. I'm excited to now move on to the next steps. But Aaron Rodgers approaches it differently. I'm it's just, I'm you know, grumpy all the time. I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. And I, both of y'all been to Hawaii, I'm sure. Yeah. But I would be shocked if 20 years from now, everybody like, wait, where's Aaron Rodgers? Living in Hawaii somewhere, walking around, mm-hmm. bare feet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started to feel this way yesterday. Hair log. Key, I know people go into their reactions because obviously this is an ongoing thing where we report about it every single day. But I, there is a part of me that wants to defend Aaron Rodgers for one second. People tweet and IG every damn day about all the things that they do. Influencers, I put up clips of myself, you build really? your brand, whatever, whatever it may be. ESPN does it on sports clips. And there is a part of me that is like, okay, like I know we have to look into it because that's our job, but like maybe, maybe the dude was just grateful. And he's just posting about stuff that matters to him. Maybe about how he's evolved. And yeah, we're it, all going to run, run away with it thinking it's something secret or he's look, plotting or he's strategic or it's the first day and he goes to But, like, this man's just living his life, and we're just reporting on every aspect of his remember, life. That is just crazy. you got to remember, Jay, though, he's not going to ever get the benefit of the doubt right I now. I know he's not, but, like, I like to look at it from a humanistic perspective. Like, I mean, the dude is still going to live, and he is doing something that – Millions of people do on a day-to-day basis Absol- in this country. Absolutely. You know what I mean? but, he's a, but he is a top three, four star in the National Football League, covered by millions and millions of people on a daily basis. And there is a certain intrigue based on where we're at in the football season. It's called the offseason. So a lot of moves got to be made. People are waiting to see if this shoe is going to drop, right? Key, I hear you, though. But like that's like now all of a sudden with everything in my life, I have to be so measured 
and so strategic with how I write things. Yeah, I don't how think I it's, say things. Like after a while, you're just like, I don't give a damn anymore. I don't think I'm it's so strategic, and, Jay. I, but I do think he likes the attention. Oh, but yeah, but, I think he but, seems but people naturally it. like attention. I, like it's like when people post something, you're like, oh, this got a million reposts. I'm not or, saying this he's got un- a million likes. But like, see, that's but see, what but do. see, Max, I'm, I disagree with you about he likes the attention. See, I, I don't agree with that because much like Jay is saying, people post stuff all the time. You don't have to follow it. Uh, I'm not asking you to follow anything. People would say, oh, he likes the attention. I, I remember as a player, people would put the mic in my face after a game. And then I would comment, oh, he's seeking attention. No, you put the damn mic in my face. Exactly. I did not ask you no, no, but look, to put we, the mic in my face. We're all in this business. All, it, anyone in front of a camera makes money being in front of a camera, that's what you do for a living. It didn't happen by accident. I was just walking down 17th Street and someone put a camera in my face. Now, no, it's because we all like attention. People in this business have egos. They, we require more attention than, than most people, I think. It's not that that's not a human characteristic, wanting attention. It is. Some people like it more than others. I'd include all three of us in that group or we wouldn't be on TV and the radio. I would include yeah, Aaron Rodgers in that Don't group. include me. What? I got enough you? people including me. He's not me. part of the media. Oh, no. the I don't, don't include me in that group. You are, I, could do, I could do without the attention. Trust me. I am not into that. If I, I do this because it's a good job. Not only is it a good job, I enjoy covering sports, and I enjoy keeping myself active and around sports. But as far as, as, far as wanting that, no, nah, I've been, as, as they say, when I was a star before TV, and I'll be a star when TV's long gone, Max. See? Right. Right. Long Why gone. is that? Why is that? <laughs> because I know where I'm at. Oh, okay. I know where I'm at. Okay. But, My but, theory is a little different than your theory. I think, yeah, but... but, it, it, but and, and no, it's true. Your theory is a little different, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers seeks the attention. I think Aaron Rodgers gives us information about himself because he's on a show with Pat McAfee. He decided a year ago to be ticked off at the organization, so we have to naturally cover it. But I don't think he says, well, let me get ticked off at the organization so now I can be covered and I can be an egotistical Let's guy he, and people can pay attention to me. Let's see what he, what he said on Pat McAfee. You want to hear what he said on Pat yes. McAfee? This is on his relationship with the front office. The offseason, I feel like, kind of you know, begins when your season ends uh, on paper, but it really starts to begin once the Super Bowl is over. You start to you know, think about the next season and for me, my future. And so there's been, you know, some definitely some contemplative days. But I wanted to have meetings with uh, with Brian and, and Ross and Matt. And I would say the meetings were much different than they've been in the past. Oh. In a positive way. Oh. oh. <laughs> hmm. Nope. And Matt. that there was some real honest conversations. But I am looking forward to uh, making the decision and moving forward, I think it's best for me, it's best for the team, it's best for uh, all parties involved. Let's just get get this behind us. Now, Matt Tosher, f- former uh, Green Bay Packer on Freddie and Fitzsimmons, listen to what he said about Aaron Rodgers' future. Right after the season, I felt like there was, let's just move What'd forward. Aaron, you know, all this stuff. And then after Tom Clements, that announcement that he's back as quarterback coach, Guys, I'm in the camp of he's coming back. Now he's just trying to figure out. He wants to make sure Randall Cobb is back, Devontae Adams is back, and that's when you'll hear the announcement that he's coming back. That's my opinion, and I believe that's what's going to end up happening. Uh, by the way, I was just told I said Matt Tasher instead of Mark Tosher. It's possible. It but uh, I don't know. It's been going down today. 
Um, I'm confused again. Yeah, but anyway, here, here's the <laughs> After thing. After listening to that, I'm confused. Here's the thing. After this is what I think about all this. Okay, you know how Rogers. The assumption is he's going to make a decision about his future, and then we've come to the end of the Rogers deciding about his future chapter, right? Or or book. Yeah, I just I think it's a chapter. I, I think it's a conclusion of a chapter, not a book. In other words. I don't think he makes a long-term decision where now this goes away, where we're wondering about Roger's future. If my theory is correct, and I could be wrong. It's possible I'm wrong. But my reading of this, Key, Jay, is that he will sign some kind of a deal, whether that's with the Packers or with the Broncos or whomever, right, which will keep us guessing again this time next year. Like this is now something that – he has gotten a taste of that he likes, and it's not going to be like he signs a four-year deal with this team and we're not worry, wondering about his future anymore in the next couple of years. I think we'll be playing this game again next. I think he'll so be playing. So this is the one you sign a one-year deal. That's what you're, or, or you're, a short-term deal, you know, where it could where where the guaranteed money comes up, but and that would hurt their that would hurt whoever's salary cap. I don't know key exactly how it goes down. No, it it, it would play with the numbers, of course. But if he wasn't, what is Aaron's thirty? Whatever, 37 or whatever he is. If he wasn't that old and he hadn't played as long as he's played, and if you were telling me this is his seventh year in the league, then I would probably be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But because where he is on the other side of football, it's hard to imagine that he's getting ready to do this year to year or two years or somebody will want to do that because they're not going to give up what it takes to get him to mess around for two seasons or a season, uh, 38 years old. So he's 38 years old. I said 37, 38 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to give you X amount of picks for a dude that is not all in. And even if he goes back to Green Bay, he still will have you talking about him on this just in because he could just simply go, well, you know, I'm just – and everybody will go, ah, it's all in the delivery, man. All in the delivery. You gave your show a plug. How about that? Look at that. This, this just in. This, I didn't who's say that handsome by? guy, though. Yeah. Handsome. That's true. <laughs> As I said, he's not there for his hosting skills. It's eye candy. <laughs> this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from the Seaport District to Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. The All-Star break came at the wrong time for one of the biggest stars in the NBA. It's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and also Denzel. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, and Denzel. Luka Doncic has been unstoppable, guys, since he realized he needed to improve his conditioning. Was that the result of being called out for his weight by Mark Cuban? Well, 
Mark Cuban told 1310 The Ticket in Dallas just that. He said, well, first of all, Doncic entered camp at 260. 260. Now, he's 6'8", 260, though. And he dropped about 15 pounds during a three-week rest uh, due to the ankle injury. He averaged 29-10-9 over the last 23 games heading into the break, which, to be honest, ain't that much better than his normal averages, but it is better. Quote, he knows what he needs to do, and it finally clicked, Cuban said. With that said, Jay... Who are your top five players to keep your eye on in the second half of the season? Okay, so number one, before we even get to number five, I, as number six, he's honorable mention, DeMar DeRozan, just because I have a lot of Chicago love, my Chicago people out there. I'm I want to see one. DeMar DeRozan have a chance to win the MVP. I don't feel like he gets enough respect, but he has to sustain and elevate his level of greatness over the last 20 games to close it out. So, Double D, get it done for Shy City. All right, let's go to number five. Number five. If you don't know about the sixth pick in the 2021 draft to the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? You know that GM that LeBron James called the MVP, Sam Presti, because he found guys like Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Reggie Jackson, Serge Ibaka. The names go on and on and on. He found another one. And this kid, his name is Josh Giddy, who is an absolute beast, okay? Since Shea Gilgis-Alexander went down, he's been averaging around 16, 9, and 7. But he's had three triple doubles in the last 10 games. And did you see the performance he put on at the Garden? Yes, Madison Square Garden. They beat the Knicks. Key, my man dropped 28 points, 11 boards, and 12 dimes against the, the Knicks. Yeah. That's the kind of performance and the level of player Josh Giddy is. And the hair is so smooth when it gets pulled back like Steve Nash. That's all I'm saying. That's number five. Number four, Jason Tatum. You mark this down. The Boston Celtics, for all the chaos, all the talk around, <laughs> should Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, should we separate them, trade them because it's not going to work? Well, they made a move. They got Derek White. Okay, Brad Stevens, I see you. And Jason Tatum's been going to work. You talk about a guy that last year missed all NBA. You know what that did to him, Max, missing all NBA? That would have earned him more than $30 million extra dollars over the duration of his rookie-scale extension. So I'm just trying to let you all know, Jason Tatum, this is a team that could finish top three in the East. Right now they're making moves, and Jason Tatum is the leader of this team along with Jalen Brown. That's number four. Number three. Luka Doncic. Now you talked about him dropping 15 pounds. One of the reasons why he came into training camp weighing 260 is because he took some time off from basketball after playing for the Slovenian Olympic team. Okay, over the last 10 games, my man's been averaging 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists, shooting 49% from the field and 43% from the three-point line. That's right, Denzel. Stand up. Let the world know Luka Doncic is the real deal. And I'm just trying to tell you right now, he's my dark horse for MVP down the stretch. Mark that down. That's number three. Number two. James Harden. That's easy. We talked about this. Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber year. He is putting buckets on people. Now, James Harden coming off the hamstring injury, forcing his weight out of Brooklyn to a degree, even though the trade worked out for both sides. Will Joel Embiid lose a lot of that luster for being MVP, or will James Harden fit naturally into the way this team plays? Doc Rivers has his hands full because Joel Embiid likes the ball in his hands. He's an isolated player. James Harden... 
likes the ball in his hands. He's an isolated player. But can these two coexist with the pieces around him? It's going to be so intriguing to pay attention to. Can James Harden elevate this team to win the East and to win an NBA championship? That's number two. Number one. I'm talking about the dude that hasn't played basketball over a year. That is the guy that in the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Atlanta Hawks chose not to shoot the rock. The guy that Doc Rivers at the post presser said, you know, I'm not sure he could be the point guard of a championship caliber team. I'm talking about a guy that now is infused into the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie, who's going to play half the games with Kevin Durant, who's coming off injury with the likes of even picking up Goran Dragic, which is a major, major pickup for the Nets with Seth Curry, with Patty Mills. They have all the pieces. But now we're going to ask Ben Simmons, who are you going to be? Mm. Down the stretch, Ben Simmons, are you going to be that guy that still chooses not to shoot the ball? Or are you going to be that badass, that defender, that guy that can push the, the pressure in transition, the guy that can be a playmaker and still take shots when he needs to take them? Oh, that's going to be one of the most intriguing things. And how is he going to fit in chemistry-wise, personality-wise, with Kyrie and KD? That's the most interesting Bef- player for me to watch down the stretch. Before we even move on, I'm shocked. There's no need to move on. That's number one. I'm shocked at one uh, glaring omission, in my opinion. The Lakers? Nope. The, in terms of players to watch in the second half. Ooh. And I want you to mark this down. Evan, Westbrook. you can mark it down. <laughs> on the 23rd of February, I'm saying this now, your dark horse to win MVP is Luka Doncic, right? Yep. My dark horse to win finals MVP is Ja Morant. He strikes me as the kind of guy like Joe Burrow. I said this heading into the playoffs. Well, it's not Joe Burrow's time yet. He's ahead of schedule. I'm like, Joe Burrow ain't the type to think I got to wait my turn. I think Ja, he reminds me of Joe Burrow that way. I think he thinks his time is now. I think they got a good, deep, talented team. I don't see any juggernaut in the NBA that that would rule them out. And I'm, I got my eye on Ja. By the I way, got my eye on Ja. I, I like that. I like that key because the Grizzlies are 18 and 10 versus teams that are 500 or better in the league. So they've beaten the top tier teams. It's not like their schedule is an easy schedule against the bottom related teams in the league. I was waiting for Max to say Westbrook was going to be <laughs> top five. No, I'm just saying. That's you, another one. That's yeah. another you know, one. Is he going to change things mm-hmm. around the second half I of the season? All of a sudden, he becomes the Westbrook that they thought they were getting out here out west with the Lakers. But, Key, here's the crazy thing, because all these reports and people are like, oh, yeah, we're doing all these teases for other shows. And it's like, yeah, coming up next on this show, they're going to break down the second half of the season. It's not the second half of the season, guys. Last third. Yeah, we're in the last quarter. We got like 20, like barely 20 games left. We're talking about down the stretch. It is a sprint. We are getting we're getting ready for the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Well, hold on. It was fifty. How many games? They're like fifty four games in. Fifty four. Fifty four. Like you got like so, twenty plus games up. Yeah. So you got twenty eight games. It's a, it's a third. You got one yeah. third of the season left. Yeah, one third, yeah. not halfway. No, no. It's, it's a sprint. Fully man. a third. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Ja. Ja. I got my eyes on Finals MVP. And by the way, it'll be two hundred fifty days. You mentioned Ben Simmons since Simmons last played when the Nets host the Celtics. Thursday. Listen to Joel Embiid. Um, obviously, a big man for the Sixers, one of the best players in basketball. Sit down with Malika Andrews. Listen to what he had to say about Simmons. I'll be honest, a week or two uh, before uh, the trade deadline. He's a great player, and I think, you know, whatever he's going to add to Brooklyn, he's going to take him to another level, too. 
I did a lot of chasing around, you know, yeah. try to get him back and, you know, try to, you know, make him feel comfortable again. You know, it was time, you know, I, yeah. I didn't care anymore. Mm. He did, that, that's bad. When you stop caring. Well, Remember though, they, the the opposite of love ain't hate; it's ambivalence. See, I, right? I don't I don't come away from that conversation, Key, saying that's bad. I come away from that conversation being like, damn, Joel Embiid is all grown up. Like Joel Embiid, a couple years ago, would have taken that opportunity to take shots or make immature comments about Ben Simmons. But to me, this sounds like a player who is locked in, who is focused. I'm like, yeah, I chased after it, and I had to let it go. You know, it just it was never mine to begin with. But I'm focused on what we need to do here. And now we have a chance to win a chip. And I, I think that's something scary for the rest of the league because he's acting like, yeah, I'm the captain of my team. This is my team. There are no mm. more questions about that anymore. And, Key, that's dangerous for the rest of the league. Well, you know, the thing about Embiid is he was making some sly remarks over the last month or so Uh about Ben Simmons, you know, back in, I would say, I think it was January, maybe lighter part of December, he had things to say that wasn't all flattering. Um, but now that it's over, one guy is in Philly and the other guy is in Brooklyn. So there's really nothing else to talk about it's, uh, other than your team that you're on, and, and that's with Harden, to try and get the Philadelphia 76ers to the finals because that's the goal. The goal is now to cash in on the trade. So – he should be all grown. He should be dialed in. He shouldn't be focused in on Ben Simmons. He tried to make it work, so he thinks, and it didn't work out, and now they both go in their separate ways, and let's see who gets the best of each other when they see each other. But I know what, Jay, I know what you're talking about. Like, there's Joel Embiid from the very beginning with his, with his uh, Twitter posts, you know, about <laughs> Rihanna and stuff. You could see he's super smart. I mean, I'm serious. I mentioned this on this show before, but like, if you ever play fantasy football, you go or something like that, you go look at the names that the people have for the teams in your league. The one with the cleverest name, watch that dude, right? Like, he's going to have a good team because it, it suggests he's smart. Like, he, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Embiid, you could see from, the, from social media early on, the dude has a big brain. He's, he's smart. He's funny. He's just, he's got a, I'm guessing he has a very high IQ. But that's not the same thing. As being wise, wisdom is when you, from experience, start to understand things differently. So Embiid, through his brains and and eventually his work ethic, got to be this great player, right? He overcame what looked like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out because of injuries, whatever. He figured it out. And now it looks to me, I agree, Jay, like these are are little signs that he has the wisdom through experience because he's been around the block now to go with the high IQ and the basketball skill. And that tells me he could be a championship player. And then vice versa for Ben Simmons, right? We've seen Joel Embiid pressure tested, right? Like, we have not seen that yet for Ben Simmons, how he will handle adversity internally for himself and then also now with new teammates in Kevin Durant and Kyrie and how they handle him. So I think that dynamic and chemistry is something to pay attention to, especially down the stretch if the Nets have a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverage for commercial vehicles. More at Progressive.com. So a Heisman Trophy winner tells us if he thinks a Super Bowl champion is on the move. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
know your gardeners come at a certain time and a certain day, and then other people's gardeners are there when you try to take a nap, and they there for like 30 minutes making noise. Loud. I'm talking loud. Lawnmowers. Yeah, very relatable. What? I know everyone out there is going, I hate it. I know for one, I hate it when the gardeners, the neighbor's gardeners. Gardener. The gardener. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, when the butler brings you the wrong thing. You should DJ one of the Max is brought to you butlers? by Toyota. Key, you don't have a butler key? I'm shocked. Why, why, why would I have a butler? That would be more your style, Max. I wish I had a butler. Right? Butler living in, in uh, one of those big fancy uh, yeah. apartments in New York City. Yeah. Where you get yeah. off the elevator right into your place. Oh, that'd be Mr. great. Hello, Mr. Kellerman. That's yeah. right. How was your day today? I'm shocked Key doesn't have a butler. You know when the guy garden. handing you the New York Post as you walk in? RG3, I, I, got, a, I got my dog in the house today, Denzel Washington. He's with me. Are you a dog guy? Because Max isn't a dog guy. I'm curious what side of the aisle you're on here. I'm a dog guy. Yes. I have an Australian Shepherd. He's uh, five years old. Yeah, I like right, dogs right. fine. I just think the rest of the world is out of control with the dogs. But I like them fine. I like dogs. <laughs> out of control? Yeah. What like people are like, they're posting about their dogs and they're treated like, as though they're people. And they're, you know, like, I like dogs fine. So you think, so <laughs> then in other words, you think Oprah Winfrey's crazy then because she would fly her dogs around private just to get to her. There's no one. Ab- the the only thing I can't say about Oprah, Oprah gives people houses <laughs> exactly. and stuff exactly. like that. Normally, I'd be like, there's no one in your family who you could use a college education, a year of college instead of flying the dog private. You can't say that about no, Oprah. Oprah. She spends <laughs> a lot of time giving people houses and college education. You and get all a that. car. You get a yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, obviously, as you heard, Robert Griffin III has joined us. Actually, RG3, you're the guy who should have the butler, Robert Griffin III. <laughs> no, 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 no. Robert no and... me. No butler for me, Max. Lady and Robert Griffin III. You get announced when you come to parties and stuff. All right. Take a listen to Tim Hasselbeck on Greeny when it comes to why Russell Wilson will be on the move this season. It is my understanding that if the Chicago Bears had something to offer Seattle that they wanted in terms of a quarterback a year ago, that Russell Wilson would have been dealt. Like They've been ready to move him. I think they want to move him. He's had his agent say where he would like to go. Now, obviously, some of those spots don't make sense anymore. But like to me, this is out in the open. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think they want him there. And so I do think there's a really good shot he ends up somewhere else. Robert, will Russell Wilson be on the move this offseason? I got to say this, Max. I think the best spot for Russell Wilson is in Seattle, period, end of story. But I do think it's very, very likely that he has to move on to another team. Look, Russell has been coming out the last two offseasons and telling the Seahawks, you know, I absolutely love it here, but I would also love it here and here and here. And you just can't do that, right? This isn't Twilight, but you got to either be Team Edward or Team Jacob. You can't be in the middle. You got to make a decision and be all in on one or the other. So when I look at Russell Wilson's situation, it just doesn't seem like his heart is there anymore. He's beloved by the people there. It makes you wonder what his teammates in the locker room feel about him, this public stance that he's taken, uh, you know, not knowing where he he wants to be at, but, but Russell Wilson's got to make a decision, and, and I think the best place for him is actually in Pittsburgh. I think that's where they can let him cook. Tim Hasselbeck, Robert Griffin, is correct in terms of the Chicago Bears a year ago. If the Bears would have given up 
the entire draft for the next 100 years, then Russell Wilson be a Chicago Bear. They couldn't get a deal done because it was a waste of time when Seattle clearly was looking to retain their quarterback. But if you had something that was worth taking, then Russell Wilson would have been gone somewhere else. I think a year a year later, now the conversation comes up again. There's a team or two out there, maybe not within the conference, but in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts that will surrender some draft capital to get a veteran quarterback that they feel can help them get over the hump. So you are correct in to say that he probably will be on the move. Um. Yeah, I think the last two off-seasons, Key, that, um, you know, the Russells, he's been leaving the light on, right? He's kind of letting the the rest of the league know, hey, I'm kind of single and I'm ready to mingle. And I think that's just leaving a bad taste in the mouth of the Seattle, you know, Seahawks front office and uh, that they'll probably move on. But for a quarterback like Russell Wilson, I mean, you can get a a king's ransom. And I think there's a team out there that would be willing to do that because he's that dynamic of a playmaker and makes your team better instantly. RG3, let's go to Cleveland for a second and talk about this this Jarvis Landry situation here. Do do you think this is – I mean, obviously there's money that he probably won't get from Cleveland because they won't pay him that $15 million. But do you think it's deeper there with Baker Mayfield obviously seeing what OBJ has been able to accomplish with Matthew Stafford? Do you think that Jarvis Landry is looking at that saying, I want to be a part of something like that? I mean, well, Jay, does Jarvis have eyes, right? <laughs> He's got eyes. He saw what his day one brother went out to St. Louis, uh, you know, went out to the L.A. Rams and did. You know, he left Cleveland. OBJ left Cleveland. Everybody's talking about how he's done. He can't get it done anymore. He's not a number one wide receiver. And then what did he go do? Not only did he score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but he won, went and won a Super Bowl. So I think Jarvis is kind of seeing that, and he wants to experience that same thing. Uh, it appears that the Browns may have approached him about taking a pay cut, uh, and that's not something that he's really willing to do Um, but if we're going to start speculating about places that he could go uh, you got to point out the fact that that Baker Mayfield's been over the last four years targeting Jarvis he's thrown 14 touchdowns and 16 interceptions so something's off with the chemistry there but I would love to see Jarvis Landry either in Kansas City or in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers decides to stay Mm. why Kansas go go Key. no I was going to ask you what do you make of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Is he coming? Is he going? Is he staying? Is we gonna, or are we going to keep talking about him for the next month and a half? Is he going to finally just tell us what we want to hear? I mean, like, because I'm kind of getting a little tired of the Aaron Rodgers watch, so to speak. Yeah, Key, I think everybody is. Uh, but this is exactly what he wants. He, you know, everyone is like, you know, holding on to every single word that he says, parsing every single phrase, every picture. Um, and I, I think that's just part of his plan. It's great for the Packers, right? All eyes are on the Packers. Uh, you know, the brand and the mentions and everything that they're getting. But, you know, he's stringing this thing out. I personally think he stays in Green Bay. I don't think there's a better place for him. You know, they, they talked about how he, or he talked about how he owns the Bears, right? Well, he doesn't just own the Bears. He owns that division, uh, and he has for a very long time. So I just don't think there's a better place for him. They just have to figure out how they're going to disperse their money um, because Devontae Adams is one of the best players at his position and definitely deserves to get paid long term. Talking to the great Robert Griffin III here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, RG3. Which backup, quarterback backup, do you look at that you think could get a shot or should get a shot 
at starting in 2022? Yeah, Max, you know, should and could, two different words, right? Guy who, who should get a chance to start is Trey Lance. I mean, it's time. It's time for the 49ers to go all in on him. He's the third pick in the draft. Uh, you know, they, they've strung out with Jimmy Garoppolo as long as they can. So Trey Lance should be the next guy in line uh, to get that starting opportunity. Uh, and a guy that could is Mitch Trubisky. You know, we saw what happened with the Bears over the past year with him being gone. He got a raw deal there in Chicago. Uh, so maybe he could get an opportunity on the open market to go compete to be a starter somewhere. But those would be my two guys. But I'm really excited about Trey Lance. I know some people may not be, uh, but I'm excited about what he's going to be able to do in that Shanahan system, uh, utilizing his legs and, and showing off that big arm. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Griffin III, coming to you from a fine art museum, of course. Of course he's the one who should have a butler. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Robert's on TV, there's some, like, there's some sculpture or painting behind him. You know, RG3 got some dance moves, too, man. I saw, I saw, I saw you working that night at the JB concert, RG. I see you. The vi- when he comes on, the violence. Dun, 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 All right. <laughs> Thank you, RG3. Appreciate it, as always. All right, brother. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Toyota. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickup. That's five changing the game. The all-new Tundra, Toyota. Let's go places. In overreaction to what we saw over the weekend. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker. Say, play ESPN. Download the app. One app, one tap. You know how that goes. Check it. By the way, download the podcast while you're at it. You ready to play some A to Z, guys? Let's do it. All right. Dan Hurley Uh-oh. was ejected after a second technical. In a physical matchup between the two teams on Tuesday, UConn coach Dan Hurley was ejected from the game after picking up back-to-back techs with 4.53 remaining in the first half. Here's what it sounded like on Learfield. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. And Samuels, and a technical foul has been called on Dan Hurley. Well, you mentioned he'd been warned earlier. He got teed up in the first meeting with UConn and Villanova also. And James Breeding was running down the sideline, and he teed him up. 
So it'll be Gillespie to go to the line. Second time against Villanova that Dan's been teed up. Got to be careful. Kamana Young and Tom Moore are in front of him. Now Adama's over there telling him to go sit down. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> Dan starts smiling. <laughs> Sonogo telling him to sit down. Third time. And now he threw him out. I think he just threw Dan Hurley out of the ball game. I believe. James Breeding just threw him out. So Hurley picked up his first technical after he slammed the scorer's table on a no-call. After a pair of free throws from Villanova's Colin Gillespie, uh, Hurley was unhappy with the call and lifted his arms to get the crowd energized inside of the XL Center. Jay, is this an overreaction by the officials because of what happened with Juwan Howard and Greg Gardner? What, what, what are we doing, college basketball? What the hell are we doing? I want to see intense games. I know that Coach Hurley is an intense guy. He's from Jersey City, St. Anthony's, his father, Bobby Hurley. I've been around him since I've been young. I know what kind of context he uses when he goes off at the refs. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I get it. He got a tech the first time. You're going to kick this man out of a top 25 basketball game in the Big East at UConn versus their rival in Villanova because he's waving his hands to get the crowd hyped up for his team? Get the hell out of here. Is it because of the Juwan Howard-Greg Guard situation? I don't care what it is. Has nothing to do. He's not in another, another coach's face. Right. He he ain't talking. He's talking to the crowd. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Stop with this chaos. But it's out of stupid. curiosity, do you think that's a? Do you think it could be related? I I think that's just a referee getting rubbed the wrong way mm-hmm. and trying to exercise. Don't give his power it, Yeah, don't give him the Juwan Howard Greg Gard excuse. Right? Come okay. On, so Brian Flores says he declined to sign a separation deal with the Dolphins so he could speak out. Um. Said he. He said this on HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumble. So here, here it is. Here's the sound. Listen to this, Key. I was surprised to learn that when you were let go by the Dolphins, um, that you were asked to sign an NDA, a non-disparagement agreement, um, and you declined. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you know, just signing that you know, separation agreement would have um, really silenced me. How much, how much money did you wind up leaving on the table by, by choosing to not sign that agreement? Uh, a, a lot. A good, a good a amount lot. of money. A lot, a lot of money. What's a good it, amount? It was millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. It was tears of his contract. And to Coach Flores' credit, you know, he wasn't going to sign that because he wanted, it wasn't about the money. If it was yeah. about the money, he would have signed it. What he did instead was he filed this lawsuit so that he could help other coaches now and in the, and in the future. So the Dolphins released a statement following the Flores' interview with Real Sports. Quote, This latest assertion by Brian Flores that Steve Ross mentioned an NDA to him is categorically false. This just did not happen. We simply cannot understand why Brian continues this pattern of making unfounded statements that he knows are untrue. The team said we are fully cooperating with the NFL investigation and look forward to all of the facts coming out, which we are confident will prove that his claims are false and defamatory. Key, Flores not signing the NDA. What does this mean? What do you make of this? Well, I think it means that he certainly believes in his stance for the better good. Um, you know, when you have a guaranteed contract as a coach, a fully guaranteed contract that he signed coming over from New England when he first took the Miami Dolphins job, he was due that money. But a lot of coaches, in the end, when they go to settle out, when they're fired, they sign a non-disclosure agreements because they, you know, they don't want disparaging remarks about the organization, things of that nature, or lawsuits to come back and bite them. He clearly knew, okay, I'm going forward with something totally different that's going to help 
coaches down the line so they're not put in the same position that I was put in. So I'm going to forego this money for the better good um, and not worry about those sort of things, and I'll deal with it on the back end. And that's one of the reasons because clearly he knows, in my opinion, he knows what he has in his back pocket. He's got something in his back pocket. And you know how it goes. When you're in these situations, you don't throw everything out on the table. You hold some things close to the vest. And I think him and his lawyers are doing a pretty decent job at, you know, airing out, so to speak, the dirty laundry. Key, do you think it could be as – it could be like a, an issue of semantics when when the Dolphins released the statement, this latest assertion by Flores that Steve Ross mentioned an NDA to him is categorically false. This just did not happen. Could that be because someone that Brian Flores assumes, probably correctly, if it in fact happened – is speaking on behalf of Stephen Ross said things to him, and he's attributing them directly to Stephen Ross. So with that little semantic wiggle room, the Dolphins are releasing this statement. Is that possible? It, it, that, that could be very possible, but it doesn't mean anything. Because who is Stephen Ross? Stephen Ross is the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Whoever spoke to Brian Flores outside of Stephen Ross, guess who they represent? The Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross. So it doesn't... It's semantics. You can play the cutesy-cutesy game, the slick game, if you want to, by saying, well, he didn't talk directly to Stephen Ross. Uh, Yeah, really? But he talked to somebody else that represents the Miami Dolphins that are put in place to speak on the behalf of the Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross. You know that game, Max. They, they, people yeah. play that all the time. Well, I'm asking, yeah. I, I, I wonder if when they say defamatory, you know <laughs> – Man, that's a word. That's, language in that's the word NDA? salad, man. They just yeah language in the NDA. But I think Dolphins better be very careful right now about what they accuse Brian Flores of well, making up. If in fact he does have compelling evidence, Dan Graziano also said that during his interview that hey, look, this could be you know what it was a standardized NDA in the contract. Was it something like a separate agreement? So maybe that's why they made the comment. It's once again all speculation, but we're still trying to find out. Man, what the dog? Did the rest of the Cleveland Browns? See what Odell just did, and now they're thinking, hmm. That's next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.